Hey, Cassandra, we're uh, we're about to record. You should sit down. Norman. Get... Yes. What do your elf eyes see? Uh, um, our our mics. No, no. You're supposed to say they're taking the podcast to Isengard. We we've 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 been there all, several times yeah, but already. No, like for reals this time. <laughs> what do you, what do you what do you mean for reals this time? Well, you know the trees and the orcs and the 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 wizard and we're we're taking the podcast. To Isengard. Will there be stupid fat hobbits? Yes. Okay, I'm in. Oh, okay. That was easy. <laughs> I was. I had this whole sales pitch that you know there's potatoes, and you, you know, gotta boil them, <laughs> mash them, <laughs> stick them in a stew. There, there were also gonna be you know some crunchable horses. Um. We're back. <laughs> With season two, our yes. continuing coverage of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. This time we're talking about Two Towers. Join us on Dueling Genre every Monday through Friday to talk about Lord of the Rings one minute at a time. We're from Lord of the Rings Minute. Leave now and, and never come back. No, please come back. <laughs> Dueling Genre. Hi everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one henchmen recruiting a bunch of teenage boys minute at a time. Raccooning? Raccooning. He's <laughs> raccooning teenage boys. Right, because yes. that's what that's what does that, that even mean? What, what, what is the verb to raccoon? Oh, I think raccooning. you know what it means. Is, is that is that like buffalo? Like buffalo, 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 buffalo? It's the exact same also, thing. But could you opposite. be like raccoon, 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 raccoon? Oh damn! <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't even say raccoon seven times. Without See, Chris, on it's not so easy, is it? Anyway, I'm the host. I'm Scott Tofty. Everybody with me as always is Chris O'Connor. Hmm. Rachel Gatlin. I like raccoons. I do too. <laughs> Distempered raccoons. Always. <laughs> Trash pandas. And uh, Adam Sheehan. It's going to be a long night, you guys. It's going to be a long night. So. And with us for the next three minutes, we have a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm round of applause to Mr. Justin Call from the band Downstate. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Hello. Justin. How you doing, dude? Oh, I'm great. So, Justin, we've seen you around our uh, social media accounts for a while. We know that you've kind of been following the show a little bit. And I have to say, yes. we're, Adam and I in particular, we're kind of honored <laughs> that you're a fan of the show because we're, <laughs> we're familiar with some of your work. That's fantastic. Do you want to go ahead and tell the listeners what it is that you do? I'm in a band. I play guitar in Downstate. And you've probably heard our work if you are familiar with... WWE, we've done songs for various superstars. The um, Let's see, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Alex Riley, Zack Ryder, and he's not with WWE anymore, but we do uh, Cody Rhodes theme song Very, as well. I think right. we just call him Cody now, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, Zach, uh, sorry, Zach is your brother, right? Yes. Okay, so Justin is a member of the band Downstate, and you guys are, like I said, you do some of the themes for some of our favorite superstars in the WWE and elsewhere now, hashtag yes. AEW. Uh, 
Dolph Ziggler, one of my favorite. The Miz, also, who I think is one of the best heels in pro wrestling today. Oh, yeah. Anywhere. The dude's just a genius. Um, but you guys, <laughs> you you give these guys. The first thing that the audience hears when you, you know, when they walk to the ring is you guys. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and you're also a giant, huge Ninja Turtles fan. Yep. So when did you first come to Ninja Turtles? I really don't know. Like, I always <laughs> joke that I have been a Ninja Turtles fan since I can remember memories. I can't remember anything before that. I feel like that's the best kind of Ninja Turtle fan when you're just yeah. like, oh, it's just sort of always been there. Yeah, it's always been there. It's like precognitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prenatal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we are happy that you are with us here for uh, minutes 43, 44, and 45 of Secret of the Ooze this week. Uh, minute 43 starts with uh, a uh, foot henchman going out to recruit a bunch of teenage ne'er-do-wellers, and it ends Teenage with boys. Some teenage boys. And yeah. it ends with Raphael peeking through a bunch of plywood boxes and uh, some more teenage boys. <laughs> Yep, doing something in the dark. A lot of teenage boys in this minute. They're uh, they're boying. They're boying <laughs> real boy, hard. Boy, 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 boy. Now so there's boy- there's good old fashioned boyery going on. <laughs> boying around. <laughs> boing, oh, man. boing, boing. Before we get too deep into the minute, I do want to talk about a few things that have happened over the past weekend. We've had a really active. Uh, weekend here on Ninja Turtles Minute. For those playing the home game, this is weird because this is Wednesday. I know. It's the middle of the week, but we this is the first time we've actually talked to each other uh, in real life, you know, breaking kayfabe, as it were, <laughs> since <laughs> oh. the, the weekend of the 19th, 20th or so, or the 18th, 19th, whatever it is. But Adam and Rachel, you guys had a really cool opportunity this past weekend. Tell us about that. Uh, well, we got to see... Uh, Turtles 1 and Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze back to back at a drive-in movie theater on 35 millimeter film. It's probably ah. one of the last or the last drive-in movie theater in the country. It is the largest cinemascope screen in the country. That's it's amazing. Yeah, it was practically a billboard. Well, it pretty much was a billboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple special treats thrown in there as well. You want to tell the audience about the, some of the cool things that happened to you guys personally? So, um, b- before we went over, I-, I guess it was like, um, maybe four or five days before the show, I just reached out to them on Facebook messengers, just kind of introduced myself, told them about our show, gave them a link to dueling genre. I was like, you know, if you guys want to do something, I don't know, just let us know we're going to be there. And turns out the guy's a listener. Yep. He was actually, he listened to the show beforehand. Yeah, yep. like he was like, I've heard of you guys. He oh. knew he knew Scott Corelli's name. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like he's a he's a movies by minute guy. Like oh. he's he's into the you know the weird the subgenre that we're in. Yeah, yeah this yeah. format. Well, that's so, even news to me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, <clears throat> part of the their whole shtick is the way you listen to the movie is it's a a really really short range FM radio station. And they do like their projection booth is a projection booth and a radio station. So mm. they do like uh, a radio show before and in between films. So they got to interview us before the sh- before the show. Oh, very cool! Yeah, it's a big big shout out to Virgil. Yeah. And what's the name of the drive-in again? The Mahoning Drive-in. It's out in uh, 
Lehighton, PA, or Leighton, PA. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it's it, but it's near, near Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe, yeah. yeah. Is that in but, Mahoning County? Yes. There you go. <laughs> but the other side to that is after we were done doing our interview, this very nice girl came up to our car because we said, hey, come see us in the black Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> Nothing she, ever happens when you tell someone to come meet you up in a black Volkswagen Beetle. Well, you know, we They're wanted gonna meet you to... in a very uncomfortable place. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, I didn't. I don't remember her actual name, but she goes by Mistress Zeneca, and she was dressed as April O'Neil. Which version? And she does a podcast with someone named Doctor Chris, and it's called the. Uh, the Dead TV Podcast. So they just oh. talk about canceled tv shows nice. uh, or tv shows that have ended she said they just did an adams family episode so i wanted to give her a shout out um i haven't listened to her show yet but i just followed her on twitter and i subscribed to her podcast so now correct me if i'm wrong they also played a couple of our interviews during i guess halftime i they may they they never got to it while we were there but that's ah. not to say they didn't play it after the second show okay. because there's um they hang out there all night. Like you can get overnight passes and camp there. So they just like crank tunes out all night. So who huh. knows? They may have played that was it after. Super cool. Yeah, usually Virgil is the one doing the the DJing, but he wasn't that night. He jumped on in between the movies, right? It was between Yeah. One and two? Well, no, it was right before the show. Okay. So like if you were to stay all night, would they just replay the movies again? The same movies? I don't or, think they replay what? the movies again. I don't know. People I will just I, hang out there and while they play music. Yeah, I get. I oh, kind of wanted to stick around, but I also didn't want to get stuck in the traffic jam that was going to be getting out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so we left during like the end credits. It's always well, a nightmare. But- oh man, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so definitely. bad. We have a couple here in Indiana, and that's always the worst part is trying to get out. Yeah, but I definitely want to camp out next time. I know Rachel's not into that. No, I'm not. I'm not into camping. But they're doing a Godzilla fest soon, so I think I <laughs> might uh, nice. make take the trip. Um. That sounds awesome. I had a pretty cool experience this weekend. I got to go to the Paley Center in New York City and hang out with our buddy Ralph Atanasia from Cake Boss. And we went to see the TMNT 35 exhibit at Paley Center, which is super cool. Lots of artifacts and some artwork, a couple of screenings. And then we all went out and got pizza afterwards because how the hell do you not do that? Right. So we had yeah. a pretty nice weekend. I, we, you met Hashtag Ninja Turtle. Saturdays. You got your p- picture taken with Raphael. Yep. Yeah. There was a Raphael and there was a uh, there was a Casey Jones. Yeah. Casey we, Jones was uh, really unusually tall. <laughs> Huge Casey Jones. <laughs> yeah. We got our picture taken with the Rise of the Ninja Turtles version of the turtles. So Sweet. we had the whole spectrum covered. But well, that I was, think Adam and I are planning to come to one in June. I think. We're yeah. Because sure. well, that, that Pele Center show is going all summer, right? Yeah. They have screenings many different weekends. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah. Hashtag TMNT35 if you go to one of those. <laughs> and uh, tag us too because we love seeing that stuff. But anyway, yeah. let's talk about Secret of the Ooze, shall we? Sure. So the, the minute starts, like I said, with this uh, super stereotypical <laughs> New York street Use guys. Hey, use guys. guys. We're, we're going to have you pass the tests. And then if you do goods on the tests, <laughs> then you'd be part of the organizations. Yeah, he's got that New York accent where every word is plural. Yeah. <laughs> so, Justin, do you ever watch Futurama? I do not. You do not? Okay. No. You guys ever watch Futurama? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, of course. Is this guy just a, I'm pretty sure there's a robot from Futurama that no, talks he's like, like that, this. that utility guy. Yeah, well, he's not a robot. He's just a big, dumpy 
guy in a wife beater. Is right? it? Oh, yeah. the the janitor guy. No, not it's the not janitor. the janitor. That's it, scruffy. Isn't it the uh, chef? No, no. He's just this guy that just shows up. He's like, anytime you <clears throat> need so, like a speaking role. That's not like one of the core characters. It's usually just this guy. Yeah. This he's, like he's dumpy. got a stain on his shirt. So have you had, how many of you have met this particular character in your life at some point? Like stereotypical New York guy. Anybody? Anybody? Uh kind of. Yes. I've I lived I toured co- with a band and this guy was the guitar tech. Oh man. Oh, we, You're not yeah. gonna tell us which band are you? <laughs> I, I it was it was with Ra. And there, it was their buddy. His name was Diesel, <laughs> and, and we joked all the time because he would come on the bus and call us "use guys." <laughs> Use guys, yeah. And I love like the, the cigarette hanging from his lip, like the cabbie hat. Like it's it's the most stereotypical New Yorker. He fell out of Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. He really did. And I'm I'm also looking at the background characters in this shot. So we have like dudes in acid wash jean jackets and guy with leather coat and bandana on his head with a chain hanging from the epaulette. Guy yeah. with the leather jacket over a hoodie, but a yeah. hat on under the hoodie. It's you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of all the extras from the Michael Jackson bad video. <laughs> and not for nothing, they're all bigger than Kino. Also true. <laughs> it's that that early '90s, late '80s fashion of wearing all of your clothes at once. The Judd Nelson, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Just checking to see if this guy in the leather jacket completed the ensemble with fingerless gloves, and he definitely does. <laughs> does <laughs> oh, nice. good call. Perfect. Nice. Perfect. Yes. He is so tough. Because you can't cover your fingers; those have to be bare. Why right. do the yeah. fingers have to be bare? What is the point of that? Guitar. Better, yeah, better grip, better dexterity. Have you ever tried to light a cigarette with mittens on? I think, Adam, <laughs> I think you might have it. I think it's for the cigarette lighting. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm also digging the junky old cars and, and the whole aesthetic here. We're, so now, we talked about this a couple minutes ago, I think. This is, this is down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass, or what is currently known as Dumbo. Um, <laughs> I know, it's a very tough name. But... Uh, but this is actually kind of a thriving little spot nowadays. And back in 1991, it's kind of like a fenced off junkyard. Hmm. This would be Makes a sense. very, if this happened today, Kino would be getting like a latte and scones. Now so, we're going to go into this Panera bread over here and you're going to show me how you make some bread. <laughs> if you're good enough. <laughs> so it's really gentrified you can, now? You could join the Panera team. It's a now little, show me your sourdough. It's like people have wedding receptions down there now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, there's sandwich shops and all kinds of cute. The, the Brooklyn flea market happens down there every mm. Sunday now. Um, so mm. it's pretty cute. Um, I enjoy this sort of thing that happens in this minute of Raphael kind of becoming the adult and <laughs> having to sort of, for lack of a better term, father Kino through this moment. Well, you know, like big brother, you know, sort yeah. of uh, uh, experienced older cop with the rookie kind of thing. Not not father. Well, right. Okay. He's so not maybe, that responsible. Maybe not the best choice of words, but he is, you know, the more responsible of the two. He understands, out of the two of them, he understands more what they're about to get into. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, bef- before we get too deep into this minute, um, I wanted to bring this up last minute, but it kind of bled into this one. The music in the background is a song called Back to School by this group, Fifth Platoon. Um, a hip-hop, ah, yes. Fifth a hip-hop platoon. group from Queens in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. This song is not good. No. Everyone um, remembers Fifth Platoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this stream of consciousness song about just like this guy's day at school and like how great it is to be in school and, and like he, he, why school is so great. He calls out his trapper keeper. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's bananas. Wow. So, Justin, as a songwriter, as someone in the musical field, when's the last time you wrote a song about your high school experience? Uh, it would have been earlier this year. I don't usually write the words. It's, uh, my bass player usually handles that, but it's definitely like a teen angsty song. Yeah. And I... when it, when it was finished, I was like, this sounds like, you know how Blink-182 kind of still writes songs like that? And it's like, <laughs> you're not that age, but yeah. it's, kind of, it's, but What's it's my kind age of perfect. <laughs> I don't know if I could tap into that anymore. My teenage years were... 17 years ago. Yeah, I you were guess, a teenager ago. I sort of <laughs> I sort of wonder like at what point as a as a musician, you know, being one myself, do you have to sort of kind of go, I don't think I can write about high school feelings anymore. Or especially not necessarily high school well, feelings cuz no. feelings but like high that's, school experiences. That no, that's not true. If you if you are writing like sort of a, a sort of like, you know, Rodgers and Hammerstein like big Broadway production musical, then you could write about high school things. But for just songs, it's weird. Do we have a sampling of the lyrics of this, Adam? Um, I was trying to find the lyrics. I want the bit about the trapper keeper. Hang on, <laughs> let me uh let me let me do some. I, trapper keeper. I can't help but shake the feeling that when they wrote this, they were probably in their late twenties to early thirties. I just cause I feel like anyone that has a hit writing about high school is definitely no longer in high school. Well, I mean you when they were approached to write the song, they were probably like, this movie is for children, so write a song about school. Yeah, I, I have the lyrics up here. It's really stream of consciousness. Like, it's time to go back to school. What a drag. I, gra- I grabbed my trapper keeper and put it in my bag. I called Stan <laughs> and said, I'll meet you by the school. What time? How's eight o'clock? All right, cool. So I walked out the door, had my new clothes on. It's like, what? It's, what? it's Friday. <laughs> Not only that, look, I love Will Smith, but this is also like a much more vanilla version of Parents Just Don't Understand. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you for the education about the song in the background of the film, because that helps. (laughs) About how important education is. Education is super important. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Stay in school so you don't have to write songs like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, like Raphael is is the responsible one. We talked a while ago about how from this point on, this movie kind of becomes a Raphael movie again, just like the first one. Okay. And I was wondering, Justin, we didn't get to talk to you last season. Can you give us some of your thoughts on the original Turtles movie and like w- what it did for you and then compare it to like how you feel about this one? I I really don't like to compare them. I mean, it it really really set the bar high. It's it's perfect in a lot of ways, and anytime something new comes out, I always say that we got spoiled with like the very first attempt. So 
anytime people say, oh, this is ruining my childhood, like, no, it, we, <laughs> we really got spoiled with the very first attempt. I tend to agree. Um, how do you, do you, I mean, you must take some enjoyment out of this one, right? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's what I mean. If, if, if you compare them there, it's, it makes it a lot tougher to enjoy them, but, uh, a lot of the, you know, all the characters are still there except, you know, Donnie, that's, that's the one that changes the most, but, uh, I guess we get to see him does machines a little more in this one, but (laughs) Yeah, and, and you know, for those of you that have been listening right along through, my my kind of working thesis is that this is just the, the big screen version of the cartoon. Yeah. Whereas the first one was the big screen version of the comic book. Um, would you agree with that? Absolutely. With I mean, it's got a little bit of the elements thrown in there from the cartoon with the pizza and everything, but it's pretty close to that first issue and some of the, like, one shots. Yeah. It, it almost I was thinking about this the other day. I was hanging out with Ralph and we were, we were sort of talking about Out of the Shadows and he's a big fan of, you know, TMNT Out of the Shadows and I am not. If you've ever listened to our drunk commentary on that one, you'll you'll realize that. But he's like, "Yeah, man, it's got all the great stuff from the cartoon in it." And I guess part of me looks at at this film, Turtles 2, and because it's so different, I I immediately downgrade it. Um and I, I guess I don't even really treat it like a true sequel. I treat it like another version of the Turtles. Right. Um, Which is weird because it happens like the next day. The like reboot. it's so close to the last movie. It is a little, yeah. And it, it, Chris, you're right. It is a little bit more like a reboot than it is a sequel. I think, I think that might be the way I have to look at this one from now on. What do you guys think? I don't know. There's there the uh, two movies bleed in. I mean, we did just watch it, them back to back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty darn sequely. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. there's a big tonal shift. There's a big change in tone, and there's a change in the way it looks. But it is still very much a continuation of the story. I mean, you know, we've got Shredder coming out of the trash, which is where he was left off at the end of the first one. He should be dead, but he's coming out of the trash. I think comics are the same way too, though. If if like a a new artist is brought in or whatever. Like, yeah, I think it's a continuation. Of, I, I count the first four as one big series. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Like when, when a comic book series, like when a story arc ends and then they bring on a whole new team of writers and artists and it's it, in a lot of ways, it's a completely different version of the character, but it's still within continuity. Right. I like that. Very deep. I like it. I don't know. I feel like every three minutes I change my opinion on this film. <laughs> um, so as very we get, finicky. Yeah, I know, right? As we move through this minute, we see uh, Raphael explaining to Kino, you know how to, you know how this is going to work. We take you in, we find the place, and then we get you out. And Kino's like, "Oh, I'm a smartass. Maybe I should write this down." I enjoy seeing <laughs> Raphael get a little bit of lip back. Uh, you know how there's that always that thing of like when he, you he have, deserves it. I don't know if you – I have a sister, and my mother always told my sister, like, you know, when you have kids, they're going to be just like you, and you're going to hate mm. it, and that's going to be your payback for the way you were. <laughs> my sister's like, oh, whatever, and now she's totally like, yeah, I'm totally getting – this is this is mom's revenge now. This is kind of how I feel in that scene. It's like this is Raphael realizing that he's been a dick, and Kino is his penance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kino's like the first person to outsass Raph 
Yeah. I think ever. <laughs> yeah, you might be right on that. I can't think of in, in the, even in the cartoons anyone who is more sarcastic than Raphael. It, we also have a little bit of that musical dialogue here with the maybe I should write this down. That's very true. Yeah, we haven't had a whole lot of that in this movie. Yeah. Uh yeah. I I love the musical dialogue, even though we get some crap for it sometimes on our iTunes reviews, saying how <laughs> often we quote musical dialogue. But uh yeah, the maybe I should write this down is definitely a good line. That was something that drew me to the podcast, though, right when I started listening to it, is it was amazing to hear people had similar experiences that I did with, like you said, the musical dialogue and it being so memorable. It just sticks yeah. in your ear like a melody, man. It Like, you, you can't shake it. To, I, the other day, what was it the other day? I was walking students to a class, and I can't remember exactly what line from the movie, what line from the movie it was, but one of the kids said something, and I dropped a turtle's quote on him, and I didn't even think about it. It just kind of happened. Like, just one of those reactions. And it was the way that one of the characters said it in the movie. I wish I could remember what it was now. But that happens all the time, where I'll pull out a line from one of these movies, and I'll recite it, like a secret quote kind of thing, and not even realize that I'm doing it. It's just so ingrained in me at this point. Yeah, Zach and I do that all the time, especially when we are on tour, when you're just on the road <laughs> and there's nothing to do. We just recite the whole movie back and forth, picking characters that we would be. Pork ride. I get that with Ghostbusters, Pork too. Pork like, <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. Ghostbusters dialogue sticks in my brain like nothing else. Like, I get that movie stuck in my head. Have I told you guys my my plan for a drinking game? No. Um, okay. Not. I don't recall so this anyway. Here's my plan for it. This is this is ultimate hardcore movie nerd drinking game, right? <laughs> and for those of you that are underage, we're drinking with soda. Um, but you have to watch a movie with friends, and each friend is assigned a particular character, and you have to recite every line that character has as they say it <laughs> during the movie. And if you drop a line, you have to drink. Oh no. Oh. Oh, so it's kind of like a play on. Uh, you, have you ever read uh, Ready Player One? Uh, like, there's a bit in there where you, where yeah, one yeah. of the challenges is to to sort of uh, you play the part in war ga- in the movie War Games, and yeah. like you lose points if you can't follow the dialogue. So exactly, yeah, that, that, kind of fun. And I'm really mad they left that part out of the Ready Player One film. Well, that movie that movie time, was a licensing nightmare from the beginning. Yeah, True. that <laughs> that was so hard to do and adapt. And like, but even then, Steven Spielberg kind of like, ah, whatever. I like Spielberg did. <laughs> yeah, I. Mm, I but like anyway, the, yes, I like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that popped <laughs> me. That's they why I went to see it. <laughs> um, but yeah, musical dialogue is great. I think being able to recite the lines is great, and this is definitely a scene that has a little bit of the. Mu- I'm being punished, aren't I? Yeah, you know all that kind of stuff, and then the minute sort of ends. Turtles talking to God. Right. The minute sort of God. ends with Raphael peeking his head into like a, kind of a window type thing amongst a bunch of plywood boxes. And there's a bunch of cheering going on, but we don't know why there's a bunch of cheering going on. We'll figure that out next minute. It could be anything. Who knows? Who knows? It looks like a meme. Like <laughs> when I when I hear people talking about Ninja Turtles and then <laughs> Raphael. <laughs> All right, now that you've said that, I'm screenshotting this image, 
And I'm going to hope to God that we remember to use this when the episode comes out because <laughs> that shit was funny. Dude, do it as a gif, like with his little hand, his little hand pops in and then his head pops into screen. You know. Oh, like, I heard you guys. were talking about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Any final <laughs> thoughts on this minute, friends? Nah, you guys. I don't got any final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Justin, where can we catch you? What's the best place to look you up? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm all over. And what's the handle? Um, Justin Call. Just my name. There you go. And Justin Call. On Twitter. There you go. And uh, you can always catch us at TMNT Minute on Twitter, Instagram, and go to Facebook. Check out the listener book group there. We're always having good conversations, sharing pictures, uh, and talking about the episodes every week. For the crew here at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, I am Scott. They are them, and that is Justin. And we will see you guys tomorrow for Minute number 44. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya. Hey, you guys. Cowabungas.